All right, we're rolling in three, two, one. Movie time. Movie time. time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to Movie Time Extra. It's the show where we talk about movies with a little something extra. I'm your producer, your co-host, your burnt-out Portland chef. My name is Dashiell Marco. Uh, hello, and I am today's special guest. I'm Joel Jablon. Uh, I'm a local Portland educator and uh, underground boxer strength contester. <laughs> and I'm your amateur thematic analyst, library technician, no longer in exile, genderless gremlin, and sexy little truffle slut. My name is Tyler Duncan. Now, today we are watching 2021's Pig, written and directed by Michael Sarnowski, story by Michael Sarnowski and Vanessa Block. If you enjoy our show, please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to it. And even tell a friend about it. Tell your pet, Pig. You can also email us at... (laughs) Good save. Yeah, right. You can also email us at movietimeextra at gmail.com. Tell us what you think is a little extra. Suggest a movie or cute pictures of your pet pigs. Send us your pig pics. I'll take goats. And our banging theme song, which does not include goats, but we still love, is by the amazing DJ Cutman. Check Cutman out on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever music catcher you enjoy for solid bangers and bops. We love you, Cutman. As always, there will be spoilers in the show. And if you don't like it, I will steal your farm animals. But I won't- It's a serious threat. Yeah, I know. I won't rough them up while I do it though. Dash will be real gentle. Gentle. Yeah, Dash, I really need to talk to you about uh, those sheep and goats you took, by the way, because uh, I'm really going to need them back. Uh, they're mine now. They they find truffles for me. No, really. This is, <laughs> we'll get into this later. Yeah. For now. Right. Yeah. I or, want to know what you thought of this movie, Dashiell. Do you? Do you are, I feel like we're skipping a step here. I feel like we have to give a shout out to uh, Studio One Theaters in Portland, but Oregon. First. Yeah. Yes. It's our first time there. Tyler and I saw this movie together in in the flesh, in meat space. Gross. It, but yeah. no, not the time, but the word. I did not like the phrase. But no, we had a great time, not a gross time. We love Studio One. Everybody, go to Studio One. It's on Cesar Chavez and Powell. There's couches and booze. We sat on a love seat, I think. Just, Is that what it's called? Yeah, it was like a little love seat. It was a little couch for two. Have you been there, Joel? Uh, I believe I have, although I didn't see the movie there. Um, so uh, I did see it on um, opening opening day, though. So it's been a while. It's been marinating in my mind. Awesome. Um, and I did get to see it in person. It was the first movie back. Um, so I was really excited. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, it was uh, mine. I'm not sure if Tyler, if you saw any other movies in in person since uh, we saw Godzilla versus Kong, but Mm-mm. it was our second then. And uh, yeah, it was delightful. Studio One is just like 
little pricey of a movie ticket, but totally worth it for the for just like way nicer than I was expecting and almost a little too much service. Like when we went to the Avalon, like everyone was just like almost a little too accommodating. <laughs> but like that's uh, that's awesome. COVID though. That's <laughs> because everyone's just so excited to see a human being in person. Yeah. The food industry, however, does not work that way. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, as, okay. as evidenced by this movie. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll get us started here in saying um, I think that you guys probably enjoyed this movie more than I did. I'm not sure yet, unless you guys didn't like this movie. Uh, I feel like if I didn't see this in theaters, it would have hit a lot different. Like seeing it in the theater, I was like, okay, like the atmosphere of it definitely like tracked really well. And like, I wasn't too like off put by like the slowness of it. Cause like the atmosphere was great. Like seeing it on a big screen with like loud speakers, you know? Um, but I feel like if I had watched this at home, it would have had a way different um, effect. Um, super slow burner, no payoff at the end. I enjoyed it, but I don't know if this is a good movie or not. And it's it is an atypical Nick Cage movie. That's my initial thought. That is true. That is the one thing I agree with. In your <laughs> yeah, let's now let's dive into it. Like, let's hear your guys' initial thoughts, and then we'll we'll pick it apart. Um. So, I'm really glad you are in my home with me today, Joel, <laughs> because you said the pig didn't die. Why did you lie to me, you asshole? Um, on, honestly, because like, I really, oh, honestly, I don't like spoilers. Uh, and so like, um, and you don't know that about me yet. You know, like we haven't known each other long enough where now, if you ask me that you'll know that I'm like clearly lying. Um, but I knew that like, um, you would ask me a question and I didn't want to like reveal the answer. So, um, you know, I, I, I threw it out. Um, I went into this movie thinking the pig's going to be fine. Joel wouldn't lie to me like that. Oh, no, I'm, I am a liar. Like, <laughs> I'm an educator. Like, I am a public school teacher. Um, I definitely lie. do is like, lie. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I hope none of my students are listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> or, or bosses. Yeah. That's okay. Nobody listens to this podcast. No, anyway. Oh, great. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Um, no, I mean, I feel like I enjoyed this movie a lot, like when I when I watched it, but then I like stewed on it and started to think about it. And I was like, wait, that was like half of the movie that I wanted. I like the idea of a movie where Nicolas Cage doesn't freak the fuck out and like beat up a nun or something. But this movie was just like missing a lot. Like, so if, if so, I, I feel like I'm alone here in this. So I want you guys to, to tell me why I'm wrong. I, I kind of want to hear the rest of, yeah, just the y'all's take because okay. uh, as the, as you know, coming in as the guest. Um, although I'm surprised by what I, I hear so far, I thought I was going to be the, the outlier. No, yeah. you're t- yeah, we can hash this out a little bit first. Um, uh, l- l- let's give a quick rundown of the movie if you or did you want to keep going on your initial thoughts, Tyler? Uh, I don't I don't know if I can concisely 
tell the story of this movie. Like, and I don't know if I want to even, I want people to experience this movie, this pig John Wick. uh, It's not a pig John Wick. in, In their own time. John Wick's whole thing is he he kills everybody. It's a world. It's like a okay, but the, in John Wick, like the world is like everybody is an assassin. Yeah, like New York is just crawling with assassins, and like that's what this feels like. Is like like this is almost takes place in a Portland where everyone works in restaurants. I mean, part <laughs> of the question I certainly had watching this movie was. Was this created, written, funded by the Portland Travel Bureau? Like, was this like movie made to be like, hmm, Portland, like we're a little cooler than you might think, like underground boxing, uh, you know, who knew? Too depressing. I mean, I think if any media piece was for that, it would have to be Portlandia. Yes. Fred and Carrie, Fred and Carrie are deep in. Portland Travel Travel Bureau's pockets. They have, um, they have to be. I love this movie. I thought it was great. Why'd you Fuck love both it? Both of y'all. I hey. Oh, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. Joel hasn't um, even said anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> although, although, you know, it is, I will say that to my, my response is like my biggest worry about stating my opinion about this movie is and talking about it is I think that there's so many things that I'm sort of complaining about that it might seem like I didn't enjoy this movie. And one of the things I do want to say, like upfront right at the beginning, is I did enjoy the movie. Like in, in the purely like entertainment way, like the entire time I was with it, I was enjoying myself. Dash, I thought you brought up a good point. I don't know how I would have felt if I wasn't in a theater. Um, And I was certainly thinking about that experience, but like that said, still, like I thought all of the elements like provided a great viewing experience. (laughs) It was really fun to watch, but like you dash, I felt this was like the more I thought about it as you know, the days went on, I was just struck by not necessarily wanting I didn't have the same thing you did where it was like, oh, I thought there were things missing more. I just thought there were a lot of like pretty absurd moments and premises that like you really have to, you know, accept that uh, disbelief, you know, um, and move through it. You know, like not just like, yeah, I brought up the underground boxing a bunch, but, you know, there's the, the whole idea that there is a this, you know, this one meal just happens to be so important for this man's life. And also like, look, I'm going to say, I get it that chefs are insane, obsessive geniuses. Um, So, so that is a part of the movie. I do not contend, you know, I do not argue with, but like I've known a lot of insane, obsessive geniuses and the idea that they remember every single like, meal that they've ever done or like art piece they've ever done or drawing like I just I think there's like a lot of things like that in this movie where it's like okay that's a lot to swallow um wow I really enjoyed watching it yeah 
I want to say one thing on that note real quick, if I can. Um, Like, I think if you really did put a lot into a meal like like that, like, sure. Yeah, you would remember it. But like it's I mean, maybe if you are like. If you're like one of the most badass chefs in town and you make a meal for another one of the most badass chefs in town, I would say you'd probably remember it. Um, But like the that was a pretty like dry like pivoting point in me for the movie because I was more like thinking about the themes of like he's like bloody as fuck he smells like shit he's sitting in this nice restaurant like that's very like uh, analogous to like the chef in his restaurant you know generally you know the chef is is it's blood sweat and tears while everyone outside is is wearing a suit and tie, you know, if you're really on that spectrum of dining. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and I think like the other like underlying themes of like loss and like grievance, which I'm sure we'll start talking about in a minute, like were I, I felt like those would have been like stronger motivations than like the one dish or whatever, you know, and like the, the two chefs having lost their wives respectively, I believe like the two main characters both having lost their their wives um was like kind of just i don't know like it made me just kind of confused like what do they want me to care about right now i'm oh go for it we're bringing up something that is actually in my notes it was something i was going to bring up later on um i really wanted to talk about like his savant level cooking skill and memory and how fucking sick of this trope i am of like savantism as like this like amazing superpower. Um, it's just exhausting at this point. Not everybody who is like savant level has an eidetic memory. You know, like that's also another thing. Like, why would he have an eidetic memory for guests at a restaurant when he is in back cooking? It makes no sense. That whole story, that whole part of the story made no sense. And that, that is the one thing that is stuck in my craw. So I'm very glad that we're talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, this is more maybe on what Dash was saying, but I, I do agree with like, there's a lot of cool threads, but I, I think I, I am, I walk away from this movie wondering, what is it trying to tell me? Um, like you brought up Dash, the, um, the, the whole dead wife aspect and it's like okay this pig is supposed to be a symbol of him sort of being able to move on I guess right like if he can like get through the death of the pig he can sort of get through you know but he hasn't really moved on like he's just going back to his shack and like you know I don't you know there's part of me that doesn't actually understand why the pig has to die to get that across like it it, there's moments of this movie and I guess I come back to it where I wanted to sort of go deep um and I felt like that moment was like the pig dying was one of them there where I like almost felt like this is the pig dying is what is supposed to happen to make this an artsy film and the pig living makes it a sort of like oh more sort of like entertaining jovial film and I think that's you know, obviously a problem of, of audience expectations as, you know, much as of anything, but um, yeah, there, there are a lot of these moments where I'm like, why, 
like the symbolism is is not quite there. I'm not quite sure what you're trying to say. There's a similar there's similar questions I have about the whole like truffle versus like truffle hunters versus high class Portland restaurant scene. Like, are you trying to draw a sort of like you know have nots versus haves kind of a thing? But mm. like that isn't really explored. I'm always wondering like if these truffles if they're selling these truffles independently to these fancy restaurants like why aren't they making more money like why is everyone in this industry that might be true but it's not really explored it feels like you have to already know about it or it's almost the question this movie is telling you hey go google truffle hunting after this because there's some cool things you might learn (laughs) if i can say a thing or two on that like it's not to my knowledge, I don't know what it's like been what it's been like since COVID or since I worked in like a nicer restaurant than I work now. Um, but it's not like impossible to get truffles or anything like that. Like they're expensive, but it's not like they're inobtainable. Um, another thread of the movie was like, I think he told his friend at some point, like he's like, I don't even need the pig to get truffles. Like that pig's just my friend. Um, yeah. So the like, trees that- tell you where the truffles are. Yeah. And then like, I just wanted to touch on it real quick because it was something I meant to touch on. And like, I'm not I'm not just trying to bash this movie or anything like that because I did enjoy watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the there should have been more pig. Like, come on. The, <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't seen this movie, you're like you're listening this far. You don't care if we're spoiling it for you. But the pig is in the movie for like maybe the first three or four minutes. And uh, then it gets dark and I like fucking knew in my head. I was like, they're going to do something with this fucking pig. I, I fucking know. It. I was so mad when it happened. And then, uh, you know, I wanted to just get this out there while you mentioned that the pig dies in the movie. But it's like, we don't really know if the pig died. Like, I mean, we're told that the pig died because the junkies that this like millionaire hired to steal a pig for some reason, like roughed it up while they were carrying it. Like yeah. the, that is okay. That is the like, oh such a so you, disappointment yeah. such such a fucking buzzkill after an hour and a half just like you brought, you brought that up after we watched the movie and i was like wait a minute that liar man could have been lying again yeah that man who lies for a living and what if he was lying again and it's like so, so maybe they'll do a pig too or something you know find out but it's like what is what would even be the point of that and it, but I, I just like the lack of payoff and just like it being like he found some junkies they said that they roughed it up while they were carrying it and he like takes that at face value and like the sad song plays and that's the end of the movie like come on that was not a good ending to that movie like the movie itself was it like isn't bad that ending was not good in my opinion i definitely want to talk about that character too because i think like there are some like fascinating choices like you know the the whole like i mean again these are there's always these moments where i'm not saying that these stories couldn't be true and aren't true for some people but it just it felt like a stretch like the relationship between the father and son of like who is this father like sort of like undercutting his son at like every sort of like um you know chance he gets I mean and again Mm -hmm. there are terrible parents I'm you know I'm not saying that it is impossible that this like plot 
could occur. But I, you know, again, I was very like, huh, like that's a, you know, that's another like big thing that I would have liked to see explored more. Like who is this father like versus his son? Like, you know, like the same thing with the mom, like you, you don't even see her if I remember. It's been too long now, but I know he goes to the He's room. like comatose, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, there are these like brief moments. Um, but I also like, you know, one thing I'll just note, because I do feel like I feel bad, like <laughs> saying so many bad things about this movie and talking about that. We're kind of picking that, it on fire. Sorry, Tyler. Yeah, but, but, saying, get it out but of the way, and I'm still excited to hear what, why you love this movie. But yeah. ta- but talking about that actor and like all the acting, that is something I actually did love. Like I did not think that like there wasn't for me a single actor that I don't think was nailing it and giving it their all. And Agreed. I really enjoyed watching everyone on screen. Like I loved. Um, oh, who is that actor? Um, I, I got it wrong when we were talking before. I thought it was the person from Gandhi. Um, it's not that actor. Oh, the gentleman who plays Amir's father? Yeah. His name is Adam Arkin. Adam Arkin, right. right. There are like 12 actors in this movie. <laughs> who am I thinking about who does Gandhi? That's Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley, that's right. Definitely nice. not Ben Kingsley, although he would have also done a very great job. He He's fine, a great yeah. actor. Um, I mean, like, I, to me, there are a lot of, well, not a whole lot, but like a few things I would pick apart in this movie. I mean, depending on what like our vibe was, um, I don't know how I felt about the fight scene. It's not even a fight scene. It's just Nick letting people beat him up because it will grant him a favor that he needs to further his investigation. Um, yeah, and I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't think that scene was even really necessary for the tone of the movie, but I'm also not trying to pick it apart too much. I mean, I already pretty much said all the main gripes I had with the movie, but like, uh, you know, I'm, I mean, well, honestly, I'll probably think of more as we go, but like the overall aesthetic of the movie is like, like cool. It's chill. And it leaves you like, especially just like being a fan of Nicolas Cage and like, being just being a fan of his fucking crazy weird vibes and shit that he'll do on camera like watching this especially in theater and just having the full you know big experience i'm just like is it gonna pop off is something gonna happen like what like what's gonna happen just like and it like just that meta knowledge of him as an actor had a like interesting effect on me as i watched the movie myself Mm -hmm. and and also um for all the shit i'm talking on it i would uh and kind of totally plan on rewatching this movie. Tell tell me why, tell us why you loved it, Tyler. Um, It was real good. Next thing. No. uh, (laughs) 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 Um, Okay. This movie is not about the pig. Y'all got me fucked up. This movie is not (laughs) about the pig. This movie is about... Please tell me, because I wasn't really sure. Grief. <laughs> We're doing grief, another yeah. grief episode, because we just did fucking Baba Duke, which Dashiell was also nonplussed by. Uh, <laughs> because these movies don't give grief the, the fucking shit it's worth. Okay. I want to talk to you guys about my favorite scene. My yes. absolute favorite Please. scene. Let me get my notes up. Oh, almost dropped my phone. I'm professional podcast. 
Okay. So the deconstructionist restaurant, Eurydice, which um, I can't fucking stand that shit. I, I'm sorry. Like ga- gastronomics is cool and all, but like there's a certain point where it just got buck fucking wild. And I'm like, I don't want to eat that. Quit like f- deep freezing snails and shit. I don't want the it. The scene is so good. Oh, he literally, he he does to that man what that man does to food. He deconstructs a whole ass man in his own damn restaurant. And it's like the line where he's like, what happened to the pub, Derek? That's my best. <laughs> he's sitting there covered in blood. Yes. Like, yes. And his musings on the critics and the restaurant goers not being real, like that carried weight with me because it could come off as the rantings of a loner mountain man, but it really sounded like this super like Zen Buddhist shit that he was, that he's on because yes, Robin has gone off the deep end and he's avoided dealing with his wife's death by going into extreme isolation but he's also learned lessons in that isolation that are valuable and he has a perspective others can't touch. I really love that interpretation, um, especially because I think you hit on what they are trying to do and I see it throughout, which is like what you just said with his character, sort of like the the assumptions that come with his aesthetic, right? This like man living in a shack in the woods, right? Mm-hmm. Essentially like- Real Kaczynski-like. Right, yeah. right. And, and how they're trying to get across that exact right, this sort of like, yeah, I mean, for lack of a better term, like Zen kind of like being like one with it. You know, um, I think maybe that scene like is so, I'm glad you brought it up too, because- it so speaks to, I think, also what I didn't like, but I think in that similar, like, what I wanted to. Um, and I think there were moments in this movie where I wouldn't have necessarily even changed a lot, but I wanted a better screenwriter, like, dialogue writer. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought, so I totally feel what you say about that scene. And for me, it didn't hit because like I wasn't convinced by the 180, right? Like I, like the words that were said, like did not to me make it believable that this guy breaks down crying. Now, here's the thing, all of the acting and the way the lines were said and the way the chef reacted, that was beautiful, right? But there was this thing lost for me, which is like, I want somebody else writing this dialogue Mm -hmm. so that it actually hits because like something for me was missing where like I didn't is the same thing with the scene with the dad like even picking apart those sorts of like oh this doesn't make sense there's so many things in movies that don't make sense but land well and for me there was something where at the end of the day I didn't believe that 180 when he eats the food and he, he goes like, what is this? And it's this, I just, there was something about it where I wanted to. So I, but I love the interpretation because I think I also didn't see it as like that connection with um, the food itself as like trying to deconstruct this, this chef in the way that like they have done it with food. There was another piece of symbolism 
that Dash brought up similarly that I actually was going to, used to, was a criticism, but as I think about it more, I kind of like it, which is I just kind of thought the whole like him continually being bloodied and not washing like his face or anything was sort of like, okay, I get it. Like as you've gone through this, you're getting more bloodied scars. But like the moment you connected it with like the sort of like blood, sweat and tears of a chef, I actually thought that symbolism worked better and it's something I missed. So, you know, I, yeah, I appreciate the, those aspects of, the, of that film. At the same time, they're kind of dry, though. But like, I, I think Tyler hit the nail on the head. Like, like, like the bloodied thing was like half a gross out thing and half, I think, analogous to being a chef. But like, also, like as a chef, like professionally, it doesn't make me connect with him really. I mean, like, yeah. I get why it's supposed to, but it just like that. Like, it was because that plus the wives thing was just like confusing to me i'm like which one is the thing and like which I, one am i paying attention to yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, also take a shower dude yeah exactly <laughs> and like as yeah. a chef who like actually does shower and fucking you know <laughs> it's just like okay, a very I mean, clean I, man you are yeah, yes like i get it i get it but no you you totally hit the head the nail on the head with him deconstructing the the man like he like a gastronomical fucking chef or whatever would do like you deconstructed that that uh that whole interaction in the same way and i do think that's like the best piece of dialogue in the in the movie probably i agree and again it it's not really about the pig the the pig has to die unfortunately because the pig is robin's crutch that is that is a way for like having the pig and having the pig be his sole support and his only the only person he's really nice to even yeah as you can while see from in, his interactions with Amir like like in while him. in self imposed isolation yeah which is a thing that a lot of chefs want is to just not have to fucking be around anybody like and Don't then talk to me you know, it's like after yeah. the death of his wife he's like I'm getting a pig I'm moving out to the fucking woods nobody fuck with me and yeah. I will be totally fine just like you know. And like, I mean, you know, big props, but like he eventually just kind of loses himself. And so the pig dying is kind of that that era of his grief maybe dying. And now he has to connect with people in the real world again. So at the end of the movie, yes. he, he, he asks Amir, like, will I see you Thursday? Like he is engaging Amir and yes. is inviting Amir back into his life. Very well and, said. And and the pig isn't coming back. He's not going to get a new pig, most likely. He's going to go truffle hunting, and then Amir's going to come up the mountain, and he's probably going to. What what I'm imagining is he will have more of a social interaction from there out. I want to ask you one thing. Uh, um, if just real quick, if I can okay, on this Dash. on this subject, he treats Amir like complete shit throughout the movie yes like, he does why is that okay and why does that have to be the way he is like it's not okay it's shitty it fucking sucks and it's like a bit but that's a big part of like robin starting to come out of like this this whole like frozen kind of era of grief okay yeah no i, I like think. where you went with that i think you you really are spot on with that's all that. my hypothesis for this movie cool okay joel yeah, I mean, I think I think I was I'm right there with you, and I say almost the same thing. And I, I hate this. I'm like a broken record here. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 
I, I think that, um, I think that you're right. That is exactly why the pig had to die. I think it was a metaphor for his grief. I think I got that. And then, but I was unconvinced. Like you, you said this thing at the end of it, like, and I imagine him opening up like when, you know, at the end. And I just think that like that one line in the end, like maybe this is me asking for too much, but like with the rest of the context of the rest of the movie, like doesn't land as like, ah, and he's like better now, right? Like, I didn't and say it was moved, a perfect right. movie, Joel. <laughs> no, no, I was just saying that. Like, so for me, that's why I had an issue with the pig dying because I was like, okay, if you were, if at the end of the movie, he let's say it was like, I'm moving out of a shack in the woods. Um, and, and now, you know, and essentially what you've been given is, okay, before I was a reclusive a-hole. Uh, now I'm going to be a reclusive a-hole that's like a little warmer when you come and see me for five minutes once a week to get truffles, right? I mean, it just doesn't seem like such a big change and so essentially you just have to accept that there's some grief you can't see inside that he's like worked through which okay like I I don't think that's crazy I think that's probably more like actual how actual grief probably works it doesn't always come out in this sort of visual way Mm -hmm. but film is also a visual medium and it's also a movie that's clearly trying to draw that that visual connection right Yeah, can I say, like, I think all that is spot on as well, but I think, like, the way that the characters interact in this movie, as limited as they are, and how, like, you know, fucked up, um, why am I forgetting, I keep calling him Nick, but uh, his character in this movie. Robin. Robin, Robin. thank you. Yeah, he's, like, he's very, uh, you know, obviously he's a recluse, that's the whole thing, and he doesn't express himself well like he doesn't we really don't get that much of his like inner workings and I feel like that does a good job at leaving a lot of these themes like up for you know interpretation um and I think that's like a good move like in the end you know like just kind of to compare it to the to our last movie but also just another movie about grief which I didn't we didn't know when we watched the pig but like I feel like there's a little less room for interpretation like in that movie like that movie definitely tells a lot more um I feel like this movie is showing and telling but it's also like he just doesn't talk that much so you don't really know you know how he feels or what he's gonna do next yeah and Nick Cage's performance like you said Dash it's so atypical this, it, this is restrained and nuanced um, and like like tender in a way that I've never seen him do. So it's almost it's hard for him to read to, to read him even the way we are used to reading him as an actor. It's yeah. interesting. I have a slightly different take about Nick Cage because I think he's more I've actually I mean maybe I'm just hearing the words wrong but I just I think he's his performances maybe I just because I'm too big of a fan but like I feel like his performances have always have like moments of going 
from very subdued and gentle to like extreme and it's that back and forth. And so, um, and I, I guess I did see that in this movie, even if he didn't have his like, what do you, what do you call the Nick Cage um, freak out? Um, yeah, Nick, just Nick Cage freak out. Nick Cage, yeah, yeah, that's pretty. I was astounded he didn't smack anyone like by the yeah. end of this movie. I was astounded. Like, yeah. that's like a meta knowledge thing, but it's like. Not one bitch not, backhanded. Would have no. bet a hundred fucking dollars. He would have hit somebody if I was told the, the premise of this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I forgot it was him multiple times. For like throughout the movie. Did you see the color out of space? That's like a movie that just oh. came out that he's also in. And it's like a Lovecraft movie. I heard about it. I've not and, seen it. And I, I did. See I it. want to. Because, you know, I took one look at that and was like, oh, this is going to be weird. Um, so, you know, had to had to start watching that. And it has like he's doing a similar thing. He does freak out. He does have the. Yeah. You know, the wait, wait. no spoilers here. But no, no spoilers out there. Should we okay, do no spoilers, it? but I'm just I'm just OK. That chill. No plot points. Okay? <laughs> but I want like, to ask you, should we do a Nick uh, Cage I, series? Absolutely. He, is that, okay. Why haven't we already? We've been doing this a All year. Right, here we go. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Um, no, I I basically just saying I I wonder if that's something that's like a something he's trying out as like an actor sort of like grows and explores. Like he's older. Um, you know, noting that like there's, you know, maybe you would disagree. Again, he does, you know, he is Nick Cage in that movie. Um you know, for everything that you know about him. But um, I do see a more of a subdued, like, you know, gentleness that maybe he's sort of like taking roles that um, allow him to sort of like be the sort of quiet recluse. I also had a thought, which is maybe because he is always doing the unexpected, playing it this way is the unexpected. And that's how he's fucking with us. Yes, that goes onto the meta knowledge thing for me. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like, as you've been, a, I mean, it's every actor where, like, people, you know, have a sort of idea about what kind of roles they take, almost naturally flip it. You know, you see it more often in the sort of, um, like, action or mobster star serious star going to do something comedic right where it's essentially the same character you know the robert de niro now basically doing the robert de niro character but in a meet the parents kind of a way (laughs) um like you see it a lot where people actors really want to take advantage of that um you know christopher walken way back when had his sort of moment doing that um totally uh i would say like pretty similar similar like caliber actor like um him and uh who uh pesci yeah i can't can't remember his first name for some reason is it joe Joe? okay yeah yeah from home alone his most famous film (laughs) yeah oscar award winner joe pesci from From home Home alone Alone too and home alone too yeah home alone too yeah um okay do i 
I, I caught a few one-star reviews of this. Do we want to hear a couple? They're, they're oh, all, my God. You know it's my favorite segment. They're all pretty bad. Um, should I? Do you want one coherent one, or you just want a bunch of dumb ones? I would like a coherent one. Okay. Yeah. I'd like one coherent and one dumb. Okay. One dumb, please. One <laughs> Uh, okay, this this can you this review... is that is is that vegan actually <laughs> because these are all vegan reviews unless you eat my cell phone because it does have a small slice of pepperoni affixed to the side of it. <laughs> Just in case vegans try to eat it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, a, it's a good. All right, review. Think ahead. All right, this review is by uh, Frank uh, uh, Thome. It's from a week ago. Uh, it's a one-star Google review. Um, it says it costs us six ninety nine. I'm adding in nice. To watch this on demand, <laughs> and we would like our money back, as well as the ninety minutes spent watching it. This movie has some nicely shot scenes and a few glimpses of stunning Oregon landscape, but the other eighty five minutes are nothing, or are less than a nothing burger. What was the point of this? other than to make us realize that grief and loneliness are sad. The whole thing was just a slow burn to nowhere. Don't be fooled by the positive reviews. They are like the silly pretentiousness that stares in awe at a canvas splattered with paint and describes the deep existential meaning found therein. Okay. <laughs> wow, that went like, that- Is It's it not over, it's not no, over. No, it's not over. Turned. Yeah. It's okay. For example, that cage is left bloody throughout the film, even when sitting in an upscale restaurant is the metaphor for what the restaurant industry can do to a talented, passionate, passionate chef, I suppose. Okay, big deal. The storyline and the characters were not developed enough for me to have made a connection or to care for that matter. I felt like that was an like, insightful review. I was surprised that they, they must have just really hated it. I don't know yeah. why they gave it one star, like because it felt like they, they got parts of it. I mean, I do disagree with one key thing he said, which is I don't know what the point of this was. Clearly, it was a ploy from the Portland Travel Bureau to get people to visit Portland. And I know you disagree because it's like, but it's like so clearly a movie that's like Portland is a lot cooler than you think. They <laughs> even have a scene where they they like the care the two main characters scream in the air fuck seattle like i mean like come on this was such a like please come visit portland (laughs) we really really think we really need (laughs) you're not you're just you're joking you're pulling our chain here joel you don't really think that what that that it was funded by the by the portland travel bureau no i don't actually believe Make, I would believe you face. either way. Joel's making a face where he's saying something, but he means something else. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I was going to say, like, no, I don't think they have their, like, you know, fingers in these pies. But, like, I, you know, I don't know. I'm going to have to sit on it. I'm going to yeah. have to, I'm going to have to go look at the <laughs> next episode we're on. Yeah. 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 All right. Talk about I'm, it. I'll give you guys just a couple time. more quick, like, quicker one stars. Yes. Just because I did peruse these for a while um i'm gonna i'm gonna cap it at three but the third one's definitely my favorite uh this one's by sai krishna it's from two weeks ago one star google review 
I don't understand why critics love this film. These are the same guys who find modern art in a six-month-old kid's poop drawings on the floor. Story and screenplay were horrible, and I think a, I wasted 100 mins of my lifetime on this. Not 100 mins. Right? I know. And those, mm. those like vague Pollock references are just like out of this world. Dashiell, can I just comment really quickly that all of, nearly all of these people like are like re- regretting like the, just like the, <laughs> like, like the nature of space time and wishing that they could get their, their 90 minutes back. I, I can't anymore with that. Like, it's such a trope. Like so you're not dumb. going to get your time back. Like uh, just like enjoy the fact that like you were breathing. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Next one. No, oh, thank you. I love that. This that, next one's oh, going to be so good. I can feel it in my bones. I don't know if it is. <laughs> this is like like oh, these were like not even the kind of bad one stars that I like. Okay, I'm gonna do two more. This that's this oh. nothing. These aren't these aren't curated. I'm just picking one out of my phone. A fourth one uh, is a treat. It's by Christopher Alex. No, oh, I just said I'm gonna do two two more. Okay. This one's by Christopher Alexander. It's from a day ago. It says, "Jesus, what a trainer wreck." Like trainer spelt like gym trainer. Yeah. My head hurts after watching. That's the whole thing. Um, and this one's my favorite. It's by Josh Pohl. It's from a month ago. It's a one star Google review. Uh, it says, "This actually happened to my buddy Eric." Wait, wait, what? That's it? You need more That is. He doesn't explain it. This one star says that happened to my buddy Eric. That is a review that needs. I quit the podcast. Yeah, that's. I hate this. I I didn't write. I thought you liked this segment. Can we? It's my favorite one. (laughs) Can we track this person down? Can we send them a message? Like we, I'm sorry, we run a podcast. (laughs) Like, we're going to need to have you on and explain, like, what part the pig, the stolen pig, the running through Portland, the underground boxing, the, The like, father-son thing, like, all of it? Like, was this movie based on his life? Like, I don't understand. God, I love it so much. Yeah, I imagine. I imagine it's maybe his buddy Eric, like, went to live in the woods and went crazy. That was but like towards still? the bottom of all of the one star reviews. Like I read probably like a couple, like a hundred of them or something. And that was there. I was like, okay. And I, that's I the one it. star review. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. why is it one star if you say <laughs> it's the story? Like, if right? isn't isn't the point of art as an imitation of life? And so if you've perfectly imitated your friend's story, then that should be a five-star review. I fucking hate that we are never going to know the answers to any of these questions. I've said his but name. It's... I'm not going to dox this guy. No, but... no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Uh, okay, really quick. I, got I have some to Tyler's... edit his name out now. God damn it. No, yeah, I know. No, sorry, sorry. sorry. I, I, I got some, some Tyler's tidbits. I only got one for this one. Uh, Adam Arkin, who plays Amir's father. That is Alan Arkin's kid. That's Alan Arkin's oldest son. What? Who's and who's that? Alan Arkin is like a a, a really great actor, uh, like comedic actor in particular. He played the grandpa in Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. Um. Yeah. And so he's like he was he's legendary. He's still alive. Isn't isn't it Alan Arkin of like Mash fame? Yes. Living in the same Alan Arkin. Yeah. He's. I remember him. Yeah, adorable, um, the best. He's pretty much in everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he deserves to be. 
So yeah, I loved that as Eleanor King's kid. Yeah. You know, it so makes sense as you said it. And I was like, wait, but he's like super old. And I was like, oh, right. Ellen Arkin is one of the oldest people alive. Yeah, well in his 90s. Yeah, still looks great. Still looks great. Like great act, still like doing movies. Amazing. Living his best fucking life. Cool. Well, um, we're about at time, but like, what are our like final thoughts on this movie or... I mean, we could say mo- most extra thing about it. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. What what was your Tyler? What was your most extra thing in this movie? Most extra thing for me was how clean they made Portland look. No, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> no. I think for me, the most extra thing was the 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 things that they undertake. Like him, him under him getting wailed on by what I'm pretty sure was a former employee of his. There was there was way too much venom in 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 that scene uh, where the guy is just punching the fuck out of him. Where all the waiters in town go to fucking blow off steam. Yeah, the, the right. Shanghai tunnels. It's, yeah. Does did anyone get a sense by the way? Because we really didn't talk about it of like how that even works. Because we talked about it as like underground boxing, but it's not boxing. It wasn't a it's fight club. It's not like a fight club. No, it's like a weird like it's a bum fights kind of thing. But it's what it looked like. If, yeah, it felt like it's like strength stuff where it's like how many hits, like yeah, how many hits can you take without falling and mm-hmm. stuff? I've actually never seen that. Um, yeah, it's just like an another analogy for the masochism of the restaurant industry um damn i didn't think about that yeah basically that's what a lot of this movie is supposed to be maybe on surface level Um, no i totally see that yeah but yeah uh just like all the the shit that they do like like the (laughs) watching him get bloodied and beaten and and you know like stealing a bike and (laughs) riding around with probably a concussion yeah um yeah all of that was like pretty extra for a pig for me. Loves that pig. I mean, mine was probably just how shitty he was to his like only friend. Yeah. Like that was like, I I just thought they could have had a, some moment in there where he's like, oh, sorry, I was being a dick or like whatever. Thanks for driving me around everywhere. Like, or like a reason right? a, more of motivation why the kid was down to do it. I mean, it is established that he knows that um nick is like this you know old school chef or whatever but just felt like damn he's just being a dick i would have been out of there (laughs) well and and i also have to admit that like i feel like they were giving us a few things where like is it it's a mirror right um Mm -hmm. uh that like um he like they were kind of like making him like sort of like stereotypically like I don't know if hipstery is the right word because that means such different things for people, but like giving you permission to like be okay with the way like, you know, Nick Cage treats him because you're like, oh, you're kind of like uh, in this restaurant industry. And then by the time you kind of feel for him, like so has like, you know, Robin's character. And so you're like, oh, it's cool. (laughs) It's like, we all kind of like assumed you were kind of a brat, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, no, you shouldn't have treated and, him like that anyway. And may, maybe <laughs> now that I think about it, it could be a- analogous to how like many, many, many chefs have treated younger people that 
are like interested in the industry or want to make a buck off it or inexperienced or shit like that. I didn't even think of that till right now, but that happens in, happens mm. in libraries too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's not end it. Well, I mean, we could end it on a super grim note. That's totally fine, but well, we, Joel, we got what a couple you think, minutes. Yeah. What, what's, what did what's you think yours? was so extra? Oh, uh, I guess my, I mean, I was going to say a similar thing to Dash, which is just like the, the whole scene where he, gets angry at Amir for like what his father did. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say that, which like to me was a little like, mm, okay. But uh, no, it's just since Dash already mentioned that, I do just want to note that like, I thought the, uh, the father son, or, or sorry, I thought the like scene with the food itself was like where the father eats the food at the end um, and has this sort of like, this like, Totally extra. What am yeah. I eating? Like, is this and like you know starts crying and it's it's a very like you know ratatouille. I was moment. gonna say it. Like, yes. Like, yes. Like, you know, it's like Fuck, ah, yeah. good thing that you good thing that you happen to know that like this unlocked a very specific nostalgic memory like from his like broken past. <laughs> so pretty much, pig is live action gritty ratatouille. Right. Uh, yeah. I think it's entertaining. I want to leave people with that. See this movie. Like yeah. I, that is the thing I'll say about all of my complaining, like see it. Cause I think it's like, a, a it's a ride, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it, you really do. You're like, wow, that was a decision. <laughs> yeah. And definitely, especially for, you know, our uh, Portland listeners, go see it and like, go see it at the theater while you still can. And like, mm-hmm. uh, check it at, uh, like probably by the time this goes on there it'll be at like um the avalon go see it for a few bucks yeah yeah like it's totally totally worth it go say hi to the guy at the concessions who was very nice yeah our friend who we're not gonna (laughs) we shouldn't talk about him behind his back that'd be really funny though it's like go say hey to jeff like you guys Um, have to stop like yeah yeah, you gotta stop this on your podcast people i don't know he was amazing they say hey we couldn't remember his name but he was like for our first movie experience that we had back there it was awe-inspiring i needed that Um, yeah okay on that note i think um i think we did it like we did it joel thanks for um being on the podcast thanks for having me thanks joel yeah this was really fun i i can't believe we we refrained from talking about this movie for like two and a half weeks (laughs) (laughs) we did so good we nailed it (laughs) all right so um yeah that was pig um if you haven't seen it i mean we just said it was how we exited the episode but yeah fucking watch it it's unlike every like it's it 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 is unlike any other movie i firmly believe that especially any other nicholas cage movie agreed agreed now if you enjoy our show please be sure to rate review and subscribe you can find us on all podcatchers only thing is you can't review or rate on spotify and I uh, hate it. You can also <laughs> it really gripes you. <laughs> it really bur- burns my fucking ass. Dashel, yes, it does. You can also email us at movietimeextra at gmail.com to tell us what you think is extra, suggest a movie, or tell us what you want to hear us shoot the shit about. Because it's probably going to keep being about that fucking Spotify shitty fucking... All right. 
We're going to blow them up. Get us on your pod catchers. Tell your pig catchers to listen to us on their pod catchers. That banging theme song you're hearing, it's by DJ Cutman. We fucking love him. I fucking love him. You should I fucking too. love him. Yeah. We love you, Cutman. All right. Uh, this has been uh, Movie Time Extra. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, folks, stay tasty. Mm. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye.